0: Welcome to Inspiring Health with Dr. Roxana Gabster, President and CEO of WellSpan Health, as she hosts candid conversations about organizational culture, value, and other pressing issues we face in healthcare and business today.
1: On this episode of Inspiring Health, we're discussing some of the complexities regarding women and heart health from a clinical and an industry lens. I'm joined today by Dr. Rianne Davies, an Interventional Cardiologist and Director of WellSpan Health's Complex Coronary Program. Welcome, Dr. Davies. Thank you, Roxanne. I'm excited to be here. You know, before we
0: start, can you tell our listeners what an interventional cardiologist does? I'd be happy to. Interventional cardiologists unclog blocked arteries in the heart by inserting balloons and subsequently stents, which remain in place to help permanently fix that blockage. We do the arteries which are narrowed, anything more than about 70%, or even those which are up to 100% block. I specialize actually in those that are completely blocked. They are also known as CTOs or chronic total occlusions. A CTO is a complex blockage in the artery that can cause many symptoms, including tiredness and shortness of breath. It can also cause more problems if you develop another blockage in any of your other heart arteries.
1: Thanks so much for that background, Dr. Davies. You know, we know when a heart attack occurs, the symptoms can present differently in women than in men. According to the American Heart Association, 95% of women who survived a heart attack noticed that something was not right in the weeks leading up to the attack. Is there any advice you'd give women about signs and
0: symptoms to look for that would indicate heart disease? Absolutely. So some of the symptoms that are common in females are unusual tiredness or fatigue. They may experience pain in the front of their neck or in their jaw. They may experience back pain, shoulder pain symptoms of heartburn or indigestion, and shortness of breath. In fact, I had a recent patient who was treated for indigestion for a couple of years, actually, uh, until she finally got a cardiology consultation. She underwent a stress test, and uh, this was found remarkably positive. And she came in for a heart catheterization, where she was found to have triple vessel disease, or whereby she had blockages in all three major heart arteries. So if you are having symptoms or experiencing something that is not right, simply seek care from your primary care doctor or ask for a referral to a cardiologist to be evaluated. Wow. I'm, I'm sure that
1: women present in all different kinds of ways and, you know, generally are sometimes doing different kinds of work than men do. So it's really interesting that the symptoms are, are so different. You know, Dr. Davies, the field of interventional cardiology has traditionally been populated by a lot of male physicians. I'm wondering if you could share some insights on why there are very few women practicing interventional cardiology.
0: Yes, most physicians in interventional cardiology have traditionally been males. While women make up about 50% of those that go to medical school, they account for less than 15% of cardiologists, according to the Association of American Medical Colleges, that is. And just about 8% are actually practicing female interventional cardiologists. Some of the deterrents, I think, that lead female medical students to specialize in other fields than interventional is because of the fear of being exposed to radiation, the need to wear lead during our procedures. Both of these can affect pregnancy, uh, fertility, um, cause long-term um changes with bony structures and difficulty with back pains. Work-life balance can certainly be challenging, but you need to have thick skin to advance and be successful in this field. And if I can do it, I would say that anybody else can do it too. When I was in medical school, I was told by many people that maybe this field was not for me and that I wouldn't succeed. But I was fortunate to have both female and male mentors that really did support me through this process and allowed me to really create a, a passionate career in the field that I've gone into.
1: That's really neat. Yeah, I always find that mentors can be such a big difference, uh, especially for women. So I have found that in my own career as well. So do you think we're starting to see a trend of more women getting into
0: this field? We do. Uh, We see more women following interventional cardiology as a career path now. When I meet with other interventional cardiologists at conferences or at meetings or anywhere else along the way, I always encourage them if they have questions, they have concerns, email me, call me. I'll give them my cell phone number. They can call at any time um, if they have questions about procedures, cases, lifestyle, anything. I'm always happy to answer. I encourage them to seek out mentors and, and a support structure that will help them succeed. I feel it's important that women are given the opportunity to meet other women who are practicing interventional cardiologists and really grow this community for themselves. Yeah, that's a
1: great idea. Well, you recently led a live CTO Pathfinder event at WellSpan York Hospital where you and two other female operators performed live cases
0: in the cath lab. So exciting. Can you tell me a little bit more about that event? Of course, yes. We um, invited a total of 14 in-person uh, female interventionalists to come to WellSpan in New York Hospital, um, where we performed three live cases. Um, and I was honored with the opportunity to work alongside a former mentor of mine, Dr. Kathleen Kearney from University of Washington. And I invited Dr. Margaret McConhart from Columbia to come down also. And it was just a wonderful experience. Um, it's a great educational forum where cases were actually streamed um, up to uh, eight different countries um, and really just wanted to learn from each other and encourage more people to grow in this field. That is really amazing,
1: Dr. Davies. What a great way to extend the reach of your own expertise and other physicians around the globe. Uh, so I know the Wellspan Heart and Vascular Program provides both the newest and most effective treatment methods for cardiovascular disease through active participation and carefully designed and conducted clinical trials. Can you share any leading-edge research or clinical trials
0: that we participate in that could benefit women? In cardiology overall, learning how to treat women is an ongoing issue. Uh, many times women are not represented in clinical trials, and this is a real issue um, because their symptoms are often misunderstood and uh, they don't get the attention they need early enough, um, and they're often missed um, to enter into these clinical trials. Often by point, the opportunity to participate in them are, has passed, but we see changes in this area as well. And WellSpan is participating in several studies, and we're trying to be inclusive in, in cohort and with female um, participants so that we can learn more about their coronary disease. We're hopeful that we will be enrolling in an upcoming study with a newer technology that will also help treat women more safely. Um, And we're looking for optimal treatment strategies overall for complex female patients.
1: Well, that's really exciting to hear that you're um, including women and evolving the treatment options for women. I think that's so important. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share, Dr. Davies, with our listeners uh, just about heart disease in general or, or any other topic on cardiology?
0: Yes, there is one more thing I'd like to mention. In a recent study when asked, what are your symptoms of heart attack? There was over 13 and a half million people that didn't know. This is a very alarming amount. Um, in the spirit of Heart Month, education is so important. And I'd want to share and leave you here with some important tips to avoid heart disease. Exercising 30 minutes a day for about three to five days a week is an excellent way to try to wear off or ward off the bad symptoms that can be associated with heart disease, but also monitoring your diet, avoiding smoking and tobacco products, and finding a way to relieve your stress. We are often on the go 24-7 anymore. And if you find something that you enjoy, such as meditation or yoga, these are all things that can really help not only our blood pressure, our heart rate, but also increase our endorphins.
1: Oh, that's great advice, Dr. Davies. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective with us and your unwavering commitment to the health and well-being of the communities that we serve here at WellSpan. That's all the time we have for today. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Inspiring Health.